Welcome, everybody, to the loudest podcast, the loudest podcast on the internet. The show where a couple of weird comedians discuss incredibly normie bullshit like Survivor, The Big Bang Theory. What other... What's our norm? We love porgs. That's Disney. Yeah, Disney's normie. Can't we, get more normie than that. Can you get more normie than the, than the three different 12-packs of sparkling water we have in our fridge? Diet Cokes. Mini Diet Cokes. Show people the itty-bitty Diet Coke. Look how cute it is. It's like, uh, I think it's eight ounces. It's a little tiny Diet Coke. We are the most basic comedians you can find. Um, hey, I want to let you know that this week's episode of the Loudest Podcast is brought to you by our own bonus episode of Pork Chatter, which you can hear at patreon.com slash terrorist for just two bucks. You want to watch video of it, it's five bucks. I thought I had a lot of fun recording that episode of Pork It was a good Chatter. episode. Yeah, uh, so here, uh, here are some clips from it just to wet your whistle. Having three tolerance means that your apartment is now triple tolerance apartment and you have nowhere to flick your cigarette ash you pay right into the tolerance <laughs> <No. laughs> you subleased from tolerance tolerance to guarantor tolerance fucks your wife <laughs> oh alright great um ooh, is there any more oh here's some business at the top here's another one of the uh the a segment a recurring segment on the show called Funny texts from listeners. Someone writes, hey, Stereos. This is in reference to the McDonald's all-day breakfast. Oh, I love talking about McDonald's. Go I ahead. Know, I know you do. Um, hey, Stereos, I just need to let you know that the dual-use trays are not for cooking. They are only for warming up the food. I told you, that's freaking stupid. I was wrong. I Look, I'm reading this because I'm wrong says, as of November, they still fried their chicken nuggets in a fryer. Uh, scrambled eggs come in a carton. Egg whites come in a carton. There are also folded eggs. And finally, there are real eggs. So there's four different kind of, like, eggs. I know! <laughs> I didn't know this stuff! I believe you about the eggs. Dude, I got in a, I got in a, not a spat, but like a kerfluffle with somebody on Twitter. I was like, do you guys really think they're installing steady-the-art infrared trays to cook their $1 chicken nuggets? You're insane. And somebody was like, I think they put them in the microwave. And I said, no, they deep fry them. And he says, oh, I think they deep fry them before they get shipped to the restaurant. But then after that, they microwave them. I'm like, no, I worked at a McDonald's all the way through high school. They fry them. I I also thought the same thing. I'm not asking you. I'm telling you. They fry them. I've seen it. They use the same batter for the McChickens. <laughs> Is that why McChickens taste so good? They fry those too. Well, because they've got the remnants and ghosts of a thousand McNuggets in them. Yes. Like taking a dip in the sea of reincarnation, only it's the sea of McNuggets. It's like Ra's al Ghul coming back to life. Only the McChicken brings me back to life every time I eat one. Do you think they should cost more than a dollar? The fact that a McChicken costs a dollar makes me not want to eat it. If they sold it for $3, I would be more inclined. What do you think? I think a dollar is the perfect price for that. Really? Yeah. So think about putting it on par with everything else, other things on the McDonald's menu that are a dollar. You get a regular cheeseburger, four chicken nuggets. You don't think those three things are about on par with one another? 
I've ne- I don't think I've ever had a McDonald's hamburger or cheeseburger in my life. Really? Yeah, because because every time I've been taken to a McDonald's as a child or I've gone as an adult, it's like, why wouldn't I have McNuggets? Oh my god, I'm just realized this isn't like an intentional choice. Like <laughs> I'm just realizing this now. Um yeah, this makes sense. It's like if you if someone takes you to a bank vault and they ask you, do you want a thousand dollars or a million dollars, you take the million dollars. If I'm asked, do I want a hamburger or a cheeseburger or a Big Mac or McNuggets, a crispy chicken sandwich, a grilled chicken sandwich with chicken selects, or tender buttermilk chicken fingers? Well, of course I'm going for the chicken. Man, you got to try a McDonald's. They they're good. They're not bad. Like for what they are, it's like the Big Bang Theory. You got you can't go in it thinking, "Oh, this is going to be on par quality with Raul's." But it's good. What is Ra- What's Raul's? It's like a really famous hamburger restaurant. I don't I don't know anything. It's one in New York and I think there's one in LA too. I didn't I didn't know. I thought Raul's was like a really good sitcom you were to cuz you were like the Big Bang Theory is not on, on par with Raul's. I'm like, "Do you mean Cheers?" Or yeah, I mean, I, I guess that would have simile would have made more sense. But it's a good cheeseburger for a dollar. It's good drunk food. That's my go to McDonald's order is one plain cheeseburger with only ketchup and a McChicken. Okay. Sometimes if I'm feeling frisky, I'll get Mac sauce on the cheeseburger. It's really good. What about a Big Mac? I've never had a Big Mac. Do you like a Big Mac? I don't because I think the second bun is unnecessary. <laughs> Really? But isn't that like the selling point of the Big Mac is like, oh, there's a bun in the middle because McDonald's buns do taste good. I mean, they're entirely chem- they're like an entirely chemical process. But what is it these days? I mean, so's love. Good is a word that means different things to different people. I don't usually like McDonald's premier, like the numbered sandwiches, Mm -hmm. just because I think they're so goddamn greasy. Mm -hmm. And it's not even I like I have a problem with grease. It's like. It just, they're so greasy. I can't enjoy it because I'm just thinking about how much grease I'm eating. Yeah, my dad does this thing where when he gets a piece of pizza, he grabs a bunch of napkins and then dabs the top of the pizza and transfers all the grease to the napkin. Are you, is that like a common thing? No, only serial killers do that. I got some bad news for you about your dad. Oh my god. Well, that would explain a lot of my, of the impulses I can't control and can't fight. And also what the voices are telling me to do. <laughs> yeah, my dad, he always does this complicated grease transference process. And I was like, Dad, we're eating the pizza because of the grease. We know what we're getting when we're eating pizza. I mean, a piece of pizza has to be really greasy for me to dab it. Yeah. like I've done it before, but only on exceptionally greasy pizzas. Well, yeah, I, I've done it before, too, on like the pizza... That we get, sometimes we have guests where it's just like, you're going to die. Like the crab pizza we eat, it's just like, what? Uh, uh, you're going to die now. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. What do you think of this? What do you think of bagel scoopers? Fuck is a bagel scooper? It's those people that order a bagel and then scoop out the inside so they only eat the crispy shell. That's fucking stupid. Just get a flat bagel or a piece of toast. Why are you doing that? I did not know what a flagel was. <laughs> we had a big, I don't want to say argument, but I did try to man, I did what I always do, which is I try to mansplain something to Sriracha that I don't know about, and she does, for example, the McDonald's dual-use McNugget. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> I'm owning it. 
I'm and and by owning it and not changing my future behavior, isn't it better than nothing? Not really. <laughs> I feel like it is. Okay, so we're seeing that we're ordering food the other night. We're ordering delivery. I'm. I've been. Oh, by the way, listeners, who don't know, I am now employed. I got a temp job at an advertising agency. Thank you. I have sent out, no joke, over 300 resumes. There were times when I was taking, and Sriracha, you can confirm this, four job interviews a week, remember? Yeah. Oh, my God. Please don't lose this job. (laughs) I'm trying really hard not to lose this job. I'm trying so hard. I'm waking up at 7 in the morning, and here's what I'm doing now. My electrocution watch, okay, it starts to vibrate and beep to be like, uh, warning, uh, we're going to electrocute you uh, very, very soon. And what I would always do is I would just hit snooze, hit snooze, turn it off, turn it off, fall back asleep. Yesterday morning, I decided, I'm like, I just have to accept the electrocution. I just have to let the watch hurt me so I can get out of bed. I'm waking up at 7, getting out of the house by 8, I'm getting there early, I'm staying late, learning people's names, I'm putting on deodorant, I'm, I'm a 37-year-old adult! Congratulations. I'm so happy for you. Thank you so much. And now let me tell you, that electrocution watch, goddamn, you are not fucking around with that thing. Because I accidentally grabbed it to try to shut it off. By the way, shut it off in the morning. That thing beeps, and it's so goddamn annoying. I accidentally zapped myself trying to shut it off, and my heart hurt for like 30 minutes afterwards. Yeah, it, I have it turned up to its maximum power and to send out multiple electric shocks. Uh, right now, it shocks me three times at 100% until I do whatever it, whatever I, whatever past Asterios wanted present Asterios to not fuck up for future Asterios. And let me tell you, I'm saying that it, that thing is no joke. And I have an, a particularly strong heart, too. My blood pressure is very low. It takes a lot to fuck with my heart. And that thing fucked with me. God damn. Your mutant power is heart strength? I dude my my I have a heart like a well-trained marathon runner. My resting blood pressure is like uh 50 beats per minute. <laughs> That's so look, I look you could have said 10 or 1000. I don't know what the right resting blood pressure is, but I believe you. Normal is between 60 and 100, I think. All right, let me see what my Fitbit is telling me my blood pressure is right now. Yeah. 94. Is that good? 94 is high. <laughs> I'm in the fat burning zone, baby. No. <laughs> well, because I'm excited. I'm talking. I'm looking at a pretty girl. We got all these people watching us here. Uh, burping into the microphones. I'm excited. No, I'm, ye- I'm yelling uh, about uh, chicken nuggets, and I'm at 70 right now. It's a little, little higher is, than usual. Goddamn. Yeah, well, we're excited. Okay. Wait. I was leading to... Oh, I got a job. So, so like, I came home. I'm like, let's celebrate. Let's order some food. What's on the menu? Bagels. But, oh, pizza bagels. And I was like, oh, pizza bagels. I mean, one of those since I was a kid. They're like, or for another dollar, it's a pizza flagel. And I was like, a pizza and French toast bagel? That sounds great. Bagel, French toast toppings, pizza. And then, Sriracha, what did you say a flagel was? It's a flat bagel. It's a flat and the word bagel. It's flagel. I didn't know. I didn't know either. It was just a really good guess. <laughs> you guessed totally correctly. But with the flagels, they scoop them. 
They scoop the flagel and then they flatten the flagel. It's a lower calorie bagel. A flagel. They don't scoop shit. They just make the bagels thinner. Like they produce at the bagel factory, they produce thinner bagels. Okay. Every ounce of me wants to disagree with you, even though you're correct. How much money you want to bet? Because I, I know I'm right. <laughs> I, you are correct. Everything you just said makes sense. I don't know why you would make something then have to hand scoop it and then sell it. That would be gross and weird. But part of me just wants them to hand scoop those bagels so bad so I wasn't wrong 10 seconds ago. You have no idea how much I want to be, how much past me wants to be right. God, where would where would they put all the bagel innards? Give it to the birds or something. In your mouth mouth. Have you ever seen a bagel maker? They're not small guys. You know, they call it a baker's dozen because the baker eats that last bagel. He's like, this one's just for me. It's a baker's dozen. And now they give it to people. Obviously, it's a, become a marketing thing. That baker's dozen was for the baker. I'm imagining that uh, this fat Italian chef sitting in the back, like, scooping his fingers out and licking them and serving people. That's going to get you a bee <laughs> on your window. If I was served Italian food by a fat man, a fat man of Italian heritage and descent. With, with a mustache. <laughs> with mustache with the curled up Raleigh fingers. Yeah. Big bright eyes. The hat, the chef's hat thing. And if he were doing the OK symbol, which is not an alt-right hate symbol, we're taking it back when we're giving it back to where it belongs. Pizza makers. Yeah. Oh, God. I want to be able to... Oh, shouldn't do that on video, but... Yeah. Well, we're going to blur that. God damn, the all right people have taken all the good hand signal. I don't know what the fuck to do in pictures anymore. You can't do this anymore either. No, because this means two genders. <laughs> Can you make a thumbs up? I don't know. I don't... I, I, you could still do this. Is that... It, but just because I looked at that, doesn't that mean you have to punch me in the leg? I don't know what it means. I think it means penis or something. Oh, no. Here's what this means. It's okay. You take your hand like this. You flip it around like this. You hold it down. You go, oh, oh, I forgot. We're on a podcast. Um, yeah, this is great visual for people to listen to. Yeah, I just realized. Uh, okay, I'm talking about the thing where you take your thumb and forefinger, make a circle, extend your three fingers like Wolverine's claws, and hold it below your waist outside of a traditional POV. When someone does this and then you look, you then you have to get punched. Then you owe them a punch. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. It's like the game. Oh, damn it. What? Man, explaining the game to kids this day is fucking impossible. Tell me. Like, I remember a couple of months ago, I was talking to my cousin, and I made some kind of, who is 16, and I made some kind of reference to the game, and she's like, what's that? I'm like, oh, you're so young enough, you don't remember the game. She's like, what's the game? I was like, it, it was just a stupid thing we did that if you thought about the game, you lost. And she's like, yeah, but what is the game? I was like, that that's the game. The game is to not think about the game, and the only way you can win is by completely forgetting about it. Were you into the game? I mean, was anybody into the game? Yes! One time, I'm at Comic-Con, and I have never heard of the game. I'm like, uh, 29 at the time. And a kid runs over to me, and he's holding up a sign about the game, and he's with all these other kids, and they're playing the game. They're all dressed up like goddamn uh, Kingdom Hearts people, and they're all playing the game, and they have signs for the game, like they came to play the game. And the kid goes, the kid goes, uh, I'm like, hey, what? what is that? What's that, uh... What's on your sign? The game. And he goes, ah, you lost. Hey, what did I lose? And he's like, 
ah, you thought about the game, so you lost. And I'm like, explain the game to me. He's like, ah, if you think about the game, you lose. And I go to him, well, by explaining it to me, aren't you thinking about the game right now? And then his face went ashen and all of his friends dressed up like Sora and Roxas and fucking Donald started pointing and laughing at him. And I walked away. It's the only time I've done anything cool. Well, all those assholes must have been thinking about it, too. They were pointing laughing at him because that means they overheard the gun. They all lost the game. Yeah. So if anybody in the audience, if you want an intellectual exercise, if you think that <laughs> you think you've mastered the English language. Find somebody under the age of 17 and try to explain the game to them. Oh, okay. A, that's a great call to action. <laughs> Listeners, explain the game to your nieces and nephews or, or kids and tell us what they think. B, hey, listeners, sounds like you're all thinking about the game right now. We win. Oh, my God. We just... Well, I'm being too loud. Sorry. You're being incredibly loud. I'm very excited. I'm very excited to podcast and to talk to you. I have all this sober energy now. Yeah, it's good for you. Yeah, thank you. Stay sober forever. I I think I can do this. I think I can do this thing. I'm talking to my uh, goddamn shrink. I, I, I finally went to a psychiatrist because I was like, uh, I think I have ADD. Like, <laughs> I have all these episodes of, of uh, the Wife Wars just languishing on my hard drive i have like an unedited episode of of uh of um voyages i'm like i have all this stuff and every time i sit down to try to do it i just can't focus on it i'm like i'm telling this doctor i'm like i feel like there's six feet of glass between me and my goals and i can see them i know what it takes to get to them but i can't break through this glass and he's like you know, instead of ADD, what if you stopped uh, drinking and smoking all the time, smoking weed and uh, drinking alcohol all the goddamn time? And also, what if you went to bed on time and woke up uh, on time? What if you exercised? Do you think maybe uh, your mental health might improve? And I was like, okay, so you're not going to give me any Adderall then? Is that where this is going? And he's like, no, I'm not going to give you any Adderall. It would destroy your heart. You are overweight. He's like... I can't give you Adderall unless you get an echocardiogram. I need to get a cardiologist to sign off. I'm giving you Adderall. You'll die. No, dude, that stuff, you do not fuck around with that shit. Like, uh, it's, that's what, you know, those drugs are. They are very basically high grade crystal meth. Adderall, five, yeah. I uh don't know. Ritalin. This shit is pretty much the exact. And I know if you're sitting in the comments like, actually, it's missing one carbon. I'm not a fucking scientist, but let me tell you. I went through a hot sec in college where I was absolutely like a crackhead, but with Vyvanse. And now I can never touch Vyvanse again. I managed to kick the habit on my own. Thank God. But like, ooh, that shit is good. That is shit. That is good shit. And now I know I can never do meth because it'll be the same. It'll be the same thing. Vyvanse, is that an over-the-counter stimulant? Like, no, it's not? Vyvanse is a combination ADHD and depression drug. What? You fucking fly, man. You will fucking fly. The last time. I got both of those things. There's a two-in-one drug. Like when, like when a drain cleaner uses both foam and liquid. The last time I took Vyvanse, I was in my co- I was in my first year of college in my dorm room, and I was like, you know what, this dorm room needs. I want to paint the walls, so I went 
<laughs> to a hardware store, bought paint, painted half of the walls, and I had my door and the window open, obviously, because I don't want to sniff paint. My RA walks by while I'm almost done painting this room. I was like, Sir Ancha, what are you doing? I was like, oh, I'm uh, putting a new coat of paint up. She says, you can't do that. And I was like, oh, okay. So I went back to the hardware store, got another bucket of paint, white paint, whatever the wall was, and then painted it again. Wait, what color did you paint the walls originally? I painted the walls pink. That's much prettier. It was much prettier. It was a good looking wall. But unfortunately, I can't do you can't do that in the dormitories. At Emerson, you were allowed to paint the walls, provided that you painted them back at, when you left. Fucking art school. Let me tell Yo, you, have art a, school. Yeah, dude. Have I ever told you about the crazy the uh? Should I make up a fake? I'm just call call him Brandon because that okay. was his name. Okay. <laughs> when I was uh, the college I went to was overwhelmingly female, but the grad program for some reason had a lot of men in it. Hmm. And my first year of college, I met a guy named Brandon, who's like an artist, artiste. And the only thing I remember about Brandon is that he had an apartment off campus and he turned one of the bedrooms into some kind of artsy film studio where he painted the walls black. He painted the ceiling black. He painted the windows black he painted the door knobs black he painted i think even over the hardwood floors black and um at one point their landlord came in to fix the heating or something in their apartment and was like what the fuck brandon you cannot do this you need to fix everything or you you're getting evicted sitting in the dining hall having lunch and he's like i'm so oppressed i'm so but like yeah brandon you're oppressed because you can't paint the fucking doorknobs there are easier ways to black out you don't need to paint the windows there's this stuff called black wrap or you get blackout curtains like if you want to stop the light from coming in the goddamn windows uh you don't need to paint your hardwood floor you could put down a heavy black tarp the light reflected from your doorknob is minuscule at best when affecting the exposure and f-stop of a film. Was this guy just up on Vivance? Dude, that guy was a nutter butter. There was a lot wrong with him. Tell me more. Um, ooh, I have a real weird story, but I feel like that's going to make you sad, so I don't want to tell it. Well, now you're... Okay, we have to, but if it does make me sad, we'll take a break. Uh, he was adopted. He was adopted. And he met up with his birth mother after, like, months and months of searching and had sex with her. According to him. <laughs> Take that with a grain of salt. Guy was an artiste. He slept with his biological mom? Yeah. To be fair, he had never met her before that day. Oh, camera went out. <laughs> oh, sorry. One sec, everybody. Not even Toshiba wants to deal with <laughs> One sec, everyone. One sec. Okay, well, that's a fun place to put a little commercial. <laughs> I read an article a long time ago where somebody wrote into uh, the smartest woman in the world has like a column in the New York Times, like Marilyn Vos Savant. She like has the Guinness World Record for like the highest IQ. Okay. Someone was like, I finally met my biological dad in Jamaica and then... You know, I'd never had a biological dad, and I finally met him. And then we heart, we started having sex, 
and it was the greatest sex of my life, and I'm orgasming out of control like I've never orgasmed before. Is this wrong? What do I do? And Marilyn Vosevant was like, this is more common than you think. What the fuck? I don't... I, look, I'm not a science... So I'm not a scientographer. I just read this article once that was like, apparently this happens. Like, you... People meet the, like, long-lost kids finally meet their biological parents and start fucking like rabbits. Or, do you, do you believe this? Or, I, I mean, what's your, what are you reacting to here? Dude, I remember thinking that is so insanely fucked up. Yeah. That I cannot even imagine a world. I thought he was lying. Because I'm like, I cannot imagine a world in which you would do this or this would be an acceptable thing. Like, I realize you are fucked in the head and I realize you are probably on a drugs that there are not even English words for yet. But man, hearing that and all the shit I've seen since then, since I was a naive college student, you know, I believe it. I totally 100% believe it. And I wish I didn't, but I do. Um, I just did a quick Google search for... Sex with bio- with long-lost biological parents. Here okay. we go. Uh, USA Today, sexual attraction to a long-lost parent, uh, semicolon. Is that a normal reaction? No. Question mark? I'm going to say it's not a healthy reaction. Uh, in New Mexico, a mother and son began a sexual relationship after spending nearly two decades apart despite facing a lengthy jail sentence if convicted of incest. Monica and her son Caleb say they hope their plight will raise awareness for other couples who have experienced, quote, genetic sexual attraction or sexual feelings between biological relatives who meet for the first time. Uh, Here we go. Uh, Another couple, it says these aren't the first people to point to GSA. Julie Deneen reconnected with her estranged father and began feeling this strange feeling of falling in love, according to ABC. Uh, There's an article about it in the Daily Mail. Sexual attraction between parents or siblings who meet later in life is a phenomenon that can happen, although rarely, according to psychotherapist Robbie Ludwig. We are drawn to what is familiar, Ludwig said. When there is a genetic link, that can increase, especially if you are not raised together, dot, 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 knowing that it shouldn't happen. Yeah, I th- I'm going to throw up soon. I mean, you were right. This does make me sad. You were I, uh... right to not want to tell this story. I've never felt the urge to fuck anyone I'm related to, so can't. Re- I don't know. I guess this is this is like the whole foot fetish thing. This is a world that you can watch from the shadows, but you can n- never truly understand. <laughs> I mean, neither of us have long lost parents. Like you know, we were both raised with our parents, so it's like I guess the stuff that has to lie. It's like, okay, so if you've never met your biological parents, like, I, I mean, there are people who just never meet them. And then, like, to finally want to reunite with somebody who may have ditched you or who, or somebody who's absent, you're feeling all the resentment. Like, there are people who know their biological parents are out there and they're just like, yeah, I don't want to meet this person. They weren't there for me as a kid. I don't want there for them. Maybe this is like a very complicated billiard trick shot that has to be set up where it's like, it's like a one, it's like the, Kill, it's like blowing up the Death Star. It's a one in a million shot. But it happened to your blackout buddy. Like the jackpot. You're almost like, bang, mong, bang, mong, bang, mom. Yes. It's rolling three critical misses in a row on your on your, on your death saves. And actually, I think one critical miss is an auto kill for a death save. So sorry if I just triggered any fans out there. What, what did you want to say? Sorry. Bang, mom, anger, bang, mong. Damn it. <laughs> 
<laughs> Anger, sadness, bang. <laughs> I'm going to say. You got to get all three. It's like seven, three sevens if you want to actually go through with it. You know what I fucking hate about goddamn about goddamn uh, slot machines now? What? You can have a screen filled with sevens and still win nothing. Yeah. You can, like, they do this thing where it's like five lines, eight rolls, 75 ways to win. And it's like, the word win is on my screen a thousand times. There's a guy dancing holding a money bag in every other square. What do you mean I won eight cents? <sighs> yeah, no, that's the what really pisses me off. One of the reasons why I hate casinos so much is where it's like, it makes a big fucking fanfare, too, even if you win five cents. Yeah. All coins are shooting out. It turns out, you, congratulations, you won 30 cents on a $2 roll. The thing I hate about slot machines is, okay, so you put in your money, and then when you push the button to get your money back, it prints out the voucher, and then it says, like, congratulations, you've, like, you got $49, and it's like, I put 100 in. Don't congratulate me for just giving me what you didn't steal from me back. I don't know what it is, but I like I like being in casinos, but I hate actually participating. Like my favorite thing ever is to go to a casino and just watch someone else play. Yes. It's vicarious, I guess. I feel so guilty. You feel you, guilty for what? Oh, feel, you feel guilty for playing or for watching? For people? playing cuz I know it's a stupid and a waste of money, but I love watching other people waste their money. Yeah, it I mean, I guess it's the same thrill you get from watching Twitch. You know, like, I I don't have as much a stake. It's like, you know, I'm playing this game vicariously through somebody. One time, I saw a guy screaming, screaming at a slot machine, because I suppose he lost all his money. Only he was screaming at an Ellen slot <laughs> machine, and Ellen was dancing the whole time. So Ellen's, like, spinning, clapping, dancing, like it's doing like it, like it's doing I guess it just does that all the time whether or not you win or lose. I saw uh when I I went to New Orleans for Mardi Gras last year and there's this giant casino right where we were staying and I saw a man crying just bawling his eyes out at, at a Dolly Parton slot machine and Dolly was like, "Yeah, y'all come back now." <laughs> like, "No, Dolly, this man clearly is a problem. Oh, Don't God. invite him back." Dolly, stop encouraging. Damn your southern hospitality. <laughs> God damn it! Wait! Hey, okay, another slot machine I hate is the friend slot machine. Uh, Zwick, I'm going to send this to you, so play it here. Play the music that the friend slot machine plays. Listeners, you'll notice that they couldn't even go into their pocket to license I'll Be There For You for you from the Rembrandts. A slot machine. A machine that is designed to only make money. A reverse ATM. You can't cut off a little bit of money for the fucking Rembrandts. It's not like they're goddamn... What, what was the last Rembrandt song you heard? Oh, oh God, 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 I'm being loud. I'm sorry. I'm very excited. I got a lot of sober energy. Do you remember that song? Of course I remember it, but I thought, okay. So are you tell, you're telling me that for the Friends, the brand Friends. Yes. Whatever studio conglomerate owns Friends. Yes. Doesn't own that song? No. Really? Yes. It's Thank God. It's one of the only good things... Because, like, the studios have made a 
over a century now of just like finding ways to fuck an artist. But BMI, uh, there's like music unions. Um, when you write a song that a TV show buys, like they don't own it. They license it to you. You license it to them. And so you get paid a royalty every time the TV show airs. Famously, wow. um, Gene Roddenberry. Everybody like sucks Gene Roddenberry's dick. He's the guy that created Star Trek. I love Star Trek, but I will also admit that Gene Roddenberry was like a real fucking shitbag. Um, so Star Trek, the Star Trek theme gets written. And it's amazing. So the guy that wrote that song is due royalties forever. Here's what Gene Roddenberry does. He writes lyrics to the Star Trek theme song, knowing for a fact that he does not want to use the lyrics and will never air them. So he could steal half the royalties from the Star Trek theme song from this guy forever. What? So you can't... Okay, okay. Because half of the royalties would go to the lyricist, you know? Let me ask you a question. Sure. Because I don't understand that. And this Sorry. isn't just me being a uh, contrarian fuck. I don't think you are. Okay. So is it A, that he has, like, there's a symphony and then halfway through it comes in the lyrics or are there two different versions of the song, one with lyrics and one without lyrics? There are two different versions of the song. One with lyrics, one without lyrics. Now, wouldn't he only make royalties every time the one with lyrics are played? For some reason, no. Because I think by... Well, I mean, you know, think about this. Like, if Elton John and Bernie Taupin write a song together, but, I don't know, the supermarket only plays the, the, the you know, ca the karaoke version... I was like, well, Bernie Taupin had a lot to do with the creation of that song, too. Often, like, lyrics and music are made around each other, as explained in the 1998 romantic comedy Music and Lyrics. So, like, you know, you can't... Divorcing one from the other, if you were able to do that, you could fuck over a lot of musicians. Yeah, I guess. I guess so. Yeah. yeah. That's shitty. Yeah, and the, and the lyrics to Star Trek are, like fucking terrible really there's the star trek song it's it's like the like a man goes into the star and he reaches the love sweet love that a star woman teaches where in space is star trek <laughs> yeah they're, they're, like the lyrics are like this star trek will go on forever Kirk's journey, it will end never. And it's like, you're not, it's bad. He wrote them on a cocktail napkin. Sounds fucking terrible. Yeah. Okay. Well, that was, I found a way out of discussing that genetic sexual attraction thing. I went, we, she mentioned slot machines. I went to slot machines. Now we're at Star Trek. This is a great time for a break. We'll be right, we'll be right back with more of the Loudest Podcast. Welcome back to the Loudest Podcast. Stereos Kokodos here. This episode is brought to you by our bonus episode of Pork Chatter. Go listen to it. All right. We got a couple of segment updates. Okay. First off, the other like last night, Sriracha tells me, that's it. That's it. Done with Garfield Eats. Done with Garfield Eats. And I'm like, why? I thought her reasoning was pretty funny. Sriracha, do you want to explain why you're done with Garfield Eats? Well, first of all, Nathan Masri never answered my goddamn email. I'm sorry. I'm upset at Nathan Nazary. I emailed. So if, if you, if you, the listener, I would never say to do this, but uh, friends at GarfieldEats.com is the email address. And uh, wouldn't it be nice if so many people emailed Nathan Nazary and told him that they can't wait to see him on 
The loudest podcast. Wouldn't that be nice? That would be nice if it were to happen. <laughs> Something's telling me that the Garfield Eats inbox isn't currently flooded <laughs> with emails. So but probably we wouldn't even take too much effort. Get his attention. I have called the Garfield Eats phone number now at multiple different times of day and night. Nobody picks up. I call them at like 11 a.m. United Arabic Emirates time. Nothing. That and um, the Garfield Eats. The app keeps crashing my phone. There are way too many cocks on the the whatever the version of Garfield Instagram is. I saw someone's literal shit the yeah. other day. Like someone took a crap in the toilet, took a photograph of it, and uploaded it. And I was like, I'm fucking done. This is the Nathan Masri. You need some kind of moderation. Do something. I hear it's a lot of cocks, swastikas, and poo-poo. And high school students. And high school kids. I know it's high schoolers because they take pictures in, like, their cafeteria. Okay. And on their soccer field and just upload all of the crap to the Garfield Eats app. I can't believe he went to the trouble of contacting Good Paws, Inc. Good Paws, Inc. is, of course, the licensing and holding company that owns Garfield and the Garfield family of products. He went to the trouble of getting... Jim Davis to sit down at, uh, this wasn't just Jim Davis recording this video from his cell phone. Like, he was sitting and lit in a set. He was reading copy. He went to all the trouble to license the Garfield brand and get Jim Davis on board. He can't go to the trouble to find a way to not have poo-poo and swastika on his ass. <laughs> For 40 years, Asterios, no one has brought the idea of quick-serve mobile restaurant to cartoonist Jim Davis. Can you believe that? I sure, I sure can, Sriracha. Also, I think just in case I didn't say this last time, and if I did, I'm saying it again. If it's not Garfield-shaped lasagna, don't talk about it. They keep saying we made Garfield-shaped pizza. We made Garfield-shaped pizza. That's not what we want. We want Garfield-shaped lasagna. Or just tell me that it's all foods Garfield would like. Garfagino's. <laughs> he does like coffee. Garfield loves coffee. Does he? Oh, if you try to talk to Garfield in the morning before he's had his fucking coffee, do you know how many alarm clocks have been smashed with Garfield's hammer because they tried to talk to him before he had his coffee? Shh. Now you may speak. <laughs> yes, exactly. Okay. So that's our Garfield Eats update. Sriracha is now officially off the Garf train. Don't look at me on the Garf train because I'm not on it. The Garf train is now heading off into the distance. Um, another update. A couple episodes ago, I said, listeners, Sriracha is looking for porno that women would like. Yes. So I said, listeners, go to the women that you know in your life and ask them what porn they watch. I said, I do not want this. I don't want you to Google porn for women, then send me a bunch of links. I definitely don't want to know what porn you like. Go to the women you know and talk to and feel comfortable talking about pornography and ask them what porn they like. Guess how many responses we got to this? One. Yes, exactly one person knew a woman and was comfortable enough to talk to them about pornography. Well, listen, at least they followed instructions. <laughs> they followed the instructions to the letter. All right. Now I'm going to watch this female-friendly porn live on the show. Okay. This you is from a man named Prince Igor. He said, a girl that I used to date showed me this page, and it was her favorite. It's called ersties.com, E-R-S-T. 
Is there a particular video he wants me to look at or just this website? You, he, he actually, he just said, all I asked for is I was like, I just want the provider. Okay. Because I figured you can then drill down on your preferences, much like a male porn star would drill down on a female porn star. Cool. Spell this. E-R-S-T-I-E-S. Please let this be Ernest theme porn. As Ernest, in Ernest goes to camp. Okay. Well, Ernest porn is the first. It just says porn. Okay. okay. I'm going to go there too. I haven't been there yet either. Girls just want to have fun. Oh. Ah. Uh, mm, okay. Is this. Is this. Ins- okay. Wait, wait. Here, here. About us. All our videos and movies are shot by a female team of film students, photographers, and porn lovers. The goal is to exhibit female sexuality and eroticism in a unique, natural way. Here you'll find beautiful, all natural, and adventurous girls, the kind of girls you never thought you'd see on camera. I like that girls with boys is a <laughs> niche category. I like that. So much lesbian shit on this website. I like that too. Okay. Um, let's see what the male porn stars look like. This is really my young, beautiful girls making love with their real boyfriends. <laughs> Want to see girls getting it on? Want to see girls getting it on with guys they are actually into by not using actors and ensuring all our shoots are amateur and unsprick? unscripted we guarantee passion and devoted fucking that only occurs when two people really really want to fuck each other hey i like this this one guy doesn't look fucking terrible i think wait are they gonna just bang in oh now it's lesbian stuff now it's micah chrissy and a guy (laughs) the guy doesn't even get a name oh i'm watching the same thing (laughs) minka chrissy and a guy in germany and the netherlands and a guy (laughs) wait i gotta see this guy's dick this guy looks good. What is the setup here? Is it an, a guy? Uh, okay. Hey, it's a good-looking penis. All right, let me go. To, wait, are they fucking in a photo booth? They look like they're in a photo booth. That's fun. They're fucking in a photo booth. Oh, 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 wow. Okay. Yep. All right. Maya and Yuri are there in Israel. Yeah. This guy looks good. Ah, uh, hmm. Okay, that's fine. Look, he doesn't look bad. He's not fat. He has his hair. He has a beard. Actually, not terrible. Not Th- terrible. This dick isn't bad. This Maya. girl's got nice side boob. Maya looks great. Okay, Chrissy and Sasha, are you seeing this? Yeah. This guy's got long hair. You love that. Wait, how long is his hair? How long is his hair? Sasha, move. <laughs> Wait, Chrissy, move your ass. I need to see the hair. I don't want to see you give me a blowjob. I want to see how long his hair is. <laughs> Interestingly, these women are not very well shot at all. These men are very well shot. It's almost like whoever's behind the camera focuses the camera lighting and attention on the thing that turns them on the most. Yeah, no, this is actually pretty good. Cleo and Frank. Are you seeing Cleo and Frank? No, I scrolled back, but I am looking at Frank's a little twinky. His hair looks nice. What is he Cleo doing? looks great. What is he doing to Cleo? Oh God! Floor and Luca in France. So this girl's got a got a trefoil tattoo between her uh, friends. Is it trefoil or trefoil? I don't know. Actually, I I honestly don't know. Oh, this guy looks disgusting though. He's got yeah, an earring. No, He's got short hair. Oh, they had to end it on the guy that looks like a convict. Ugh. Okay, uh. let me see how much a subscription to this is. Uh. Oh, this isn't doing it. I, li- I like Sasha. I like the first guy. I like how the guys don't have name. <laughs> I think that's funny. And guy. I mean, I would I subscribe to this? It seems to be 
mainly catering to lesbians, so, which I'm not into. But this is good. This is better than what you get on Pornhub. They have a podcast called the Ersties Podcast. Let me see how many followers these guys have. 385,000 Twitter followers. 385,000. Holy hell. Oh my goodness. Okay. Yeah. Hmm. I I wonder if the niche here is woke dudes who feel too guilty to jerk off to porn when they know that it was made under horrific conditions. Yeah, I believe that in serial killers. You think serial killers would like this? Yeah, because there's whole uh, one of their main points is that you can watch interviews with the girls and really get to know them. Why? Who wants that? Who's clamoring to know more about their porn stars except for people that want to scalp them and wear their lipstick? To be fair, people do love knowing more about the performers they like. People like to know your favorite birds and such. Doesn't mean they're serial killers. Okay, so I just made a face that means they are serial killers, but I don't want to say uh, that. I don't think you guys are serial killers. It's it, it's weirder when it's a porn star. I don't know. Maybe this is another one of my classic, <laughs> my classic uh, getting caught saying something that's wrong. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Okay, finally, I will say this about the Ersties logo. It's fine. They use kind of the traditional uh, block type fake handwritten two thousand hand drawn block letters. <laughs> The movie. You have a bit about this, right? Annoying white guy who works for a tech startup doesn't have time for fun until he meets Veronica, a girl with a pixie haircut, shitty bangs, who works part-time at a coffee shop and somehow affords her own niche little studio apartment in San Francisco. Together, they ride on her fixie bicycle. This summer is top hit, hand-drawn block <laughs> With music by ukulele. <laughs> Just ukulele. By ukulele, and sometimes ukulele and somebody probably playing the bottom of a coffee can. Today is uh, <laughs> with a unique soundtrack by ukulele and girl, white, skinny white girl with a warbly voice. Oh, yeah, where it's just like... The sun and the moon and the stars and the moon and the sun and the stars and the moon. With the whisper voice, talking like this, like she's constantly out of breath. (laughs) Does she exercise? Probably not. She took one Pilates class in college and still tall as on her dating profile. She likes to do Pilates She likes to read What she hasn't done since high school In her kitchen There's nothing but oatmeal And on a Saturday She wakes up at three That's really good (laughs) You like that? A long time ago, I pitched to you that I would love it if you did a character named Crispa DeWispa, which is that singer character. <laughs> Do you remember that? I make a lot of jokes, and you think that I'm, like, married to them. Like, last night I was talking about, I should do a parody of Lily Lightcomb's morning routine where I try it. And try to stick as close. And you were like, wow, I hope we actually do this instead of just talking about it. It's like, I, I say a lot of things and I'm not married to any idea. <laughs> yeah, I mean, 
you're clear you're making so many videos and sketches and skits right now that it's like obviously you don't want to get too attached to one of them because it would really cut into your productivity of making all these other comedy bits you're making right this is my job i'm not a comedian but you could but you're so funny you're on the show people are here for you like people listen to Portia for you. They follow you on Twitter. They want to talk to you when you appear on other people's streams. Like people like you, you should give them content. You want to hear some content for you. You want to hear some embarrassing audience that happened to be last night. So um, I was in the shower at the gym. I always shower at the gym after a um, workout. I'm completely butt ass naked. And somebody opens the door of the shower. I guess because she left a bar of soap in there or something. And my response was, hello? <laughs> I think that's a normal response. I don't know why you think that's so weird. Who the fuck says that? People well, scream or say occupied or ah, or nothing. People scream in the movies. Like, it's, it's gym. It's a shower at the gym. Getting walked in on is unpleasant, but not entirely unexpected. Someone walked in on you in our bathroom, and you went, hello. That would be weird, yes. That would be weird. It's not like I'm, I'm even embarrassed. It doesn't really... Like, I'm not embarrassed. I'm just surprised. What do you think of, at the gym, belly shirt girl? Who's belly shirt girl? She was there the other night. You looked at her, and you said... Oh my god, that girl's so hot. It makes me so sad and depressed. Yeah, no, she looked great. I know who you're talking about. I am, look, I'm a liberal, wear whatever you want. Women should be allowed to wear whatever they want, obviously. But (laughs) we gotta draw the line somewhere. (laughs) Saying that, I don't understand the gymnastic functionality of the belly shirt. Like, is your stomach getting real sweaty? But not your arms and pedangos. Like, I look, I'm not complaining about women walking around dressed like Princess Amidala. I just don't, I, I don't see how that's gym clothing is all. I mean, listen, everything gets sweaty. Unfortunately, society has decided that we need to cover our genitals and our breasts. Which get the sweatiest. Wearing, when we're in public. So, I mean, I would say wearing as little clothing as possible makes the most sense. Like, what I don't get is people that show up in sweatshirts and sweatpants to work out. Like, aren't you dying? Well, but the point of that is the sweater you get, the more weight and water you lose. Like, you're trying to get your body all hot, your heart rate up. You're trying to make your workout more effective. So, some people work out in those, like, sauna suits. Yeah, I've seen that. I'm not sure if that is a fallacy or not. I though. think it's a hu- probably a humongous fallacy. Yeah, like, I can't imagine sweating more makes you lose more weight, maybe water weight, but you're just going to get that back as soon as you have a meal. Yeah, if you could sweat more and lose more weight, it's just like everyone would turn the heat up in their house and they would all be fucking Adonises. Exactly. It's like if all- raising your heart rate was the only thing that mattered, losing weight, people would just sit around and watch horror movies all day. They'd all be waifs. That's fucking true. It's just, I don't, I don't know why the belly shirt gives me pause. I'm definitely not judging it, and I definitely want to see more of it. I guess it's just a very look at me thing to wear to the gym. It's like, you know, a lot of us are here because we look disgusting. Hell yeah, brother. (laughs) I get it. I get it. I get it. I get it. I don't know. It's, 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 it's difficult. I mean, I guess you're right, because Planet Fitness has a 
no gym intimidation policy and one of their rules is that you can't wear those belly shirts because they don't want other people to feel like shit about themselves but to me working out in like if i could work out naked i would yes me too honestly yes if i remember a millionaire who has a mansion with a gym in it i will be in there absolutely butt-ass naked every day yeah because all these clothes just like they get in the way, they're sweatier. They're um, I, I got thigh rash happening over here. Yeah, then yeah, right. Not even to mention like some people get the, those that rubbing in between their thighs. Yeah, God, chafing. I don't get the chafing, but I feel real bad at people that do. See, interestingly, if this woman were wearing a sports bra, which is more revealing, I would get it. You know what I mean? Yeah, I work out in sports bra sometimes. Yeah, it's a sports bra. It's just the it's got long sleeves. It and and her situation is great. She's got a she has a fantastic situation. I don't know if it was God or science, but do must we really know the the what's inside every puzzle box, JJ Abrams? You know, God bless it either way. And science bless it or whatever. It's just like uh Yeah. Now that I've talked about it. And I've examined my feelings on it. I have decided that she is actually a gift to me as a workout guy. Because now <laughs> if I go down to the gym, Belly Shirt Girl might be there. Now that I'm thinking about it, Belly Shirt Girl makes me more excited to go to the gym. Hey, you know, one day we're going to have a... Co- we're Not you and I personally, but society's going to have a conversation about how men creeping on women at the gym is affecting our health. <laughs> but... You know what? I don't think society is ready for that yet. I've heard, I've read like a lot of tweets and articles from women that are just like, can you please not hit on us at the gym? It's weird. We get that we look that we're wearing almost nothing. And then it's a place where men and women like run into each other. Can you please not hit on us at the gym? What do you think of this? What do I think of men hitting on women at the gym? Yeah. I think it's not a good idea. Why? Because I, I, I want your feelings. Okay, on listen, I'm trying to listen. There are, it is always 100% of a bad idea to hit on a woman in a confined space. And by that, I don't mean like in a building. I mean somewhere where there is any kind of obstacle that will prevent her from leaving. Mm. Like, don't hit on women at work. Don't hit on them at the airplane. Beach, great. Bar, great. Restaurant, anywhere, fine. But when you're at the gym, like you, you go there with a specific purpose Mm -hmm. and that is i want to go to the squat rack i want to go on the treadmill and if you hit on him at the squat rack and you're gonna hang around and she's not interested well then it's awkward that's true now she either has to leave or just hang around i I just don't think it's conductive yeah no i i've heard the same thing like you know don't hit on the on the checkout girl at the grocery store Because it's like, man, she's kind of trapped there. Like, she can't leave. No, and she can't be an asshole to you either. She's going to get in trouble with her boss. I mean, at a gym, I think the best way, if you really have a hard-on for somebody at the gym and you want to hit on them, would be, like, if you take a workout, like a Pilates class, and then afterwards, be like, hey, great workout. That's fine, because she's already finished. She's on her way home. She could just be like, yeah, see ya. Or she could stick around, talk more. That's really fucking smart. There is something about a bunch of people in a class where there is like a familial relationship. You see them for nine weeks. And yes, exactly. There's a natural exit. Maybe if you want to hit somebody in a gym, what if you hit at them at the coffee shop near the gym? Right. Like that 
protein shake bar. Oh, not that one, because that's it. No, but like a Dunkin' Donuts or something that's nearby. Man, I got hit on the subway last week. It was the I, I actually got off because I was so uncomfortable, like at a stop that was not mine. Yeah. This guy was being so weird. I was sitting there. I was watching some YouTube video of someone playing, uh, you know, that game where you like some kind of rhythm game. It doesn't matter. Yeah. And he's sitting there. He's like, starts leaning over my shoulder. He's like, which pl- which plane there? I'm like, oh, it's a YouTube video. Oh, I thought you were playing it. What's up? Where are you going? Home. You got a boyfriend? Yeah. How long you guys been together? A lot, long time. Ah. So you guys live. Ugh. Yeah, I know. I know. I, I got know. off. I got off at a stop that was not mine. Yes. To wait for the next train because I was so goddamn uncomfortable. Like, what do you do? We're trapped in the subway. I can't get up and walk to the other end of the car because then you might fucking kill me. <laughs> yeah, there's a thing that I've read, like, um, there's a thing that I've read where, like, uh, women have to de-escalate situations like this because the guy might, like, just fucking attack them. You don't know who's a crazy asshole. Yeah, you know, it's something that I feel bad about, like, you know... I think a lot of times dudes are like, hey, why didn't you just tell that guy to fuck off and get lost? Or like, why Like, why didn't you just go like, hey, Lee, you know, keep your ass to yourself, buddy. And it's like, well, because like one out of every hundred guys is like a crazy guy who will just fucking kill you. Yeah. What about this, though? Tell me. All right, let's go. Let's move to a more positive space. What about hitting on a female jogger in the park? Oh, God. What? Okay. I thought this would be good, but I guess not. <laughs> are you also jogging? Maybe. <laughs> I, oh, wait, but then she might think you're running after her. Yeah, that's like, a- a- anything that uh, imitates being chased. Women women aren't too keen on. <laughs> okay, uh, the thing I was thinking about, about like outdoor workout is that like, well, it's an outdoor space. You know what I mean? Okay, don't do that. Go to a goddamn bar. Go to a party. <laughs> Look. I still do I have no idea why any of us are ever having these conversations anymore. When I was in college, I read the, I, I did a class paper on like pickup techniques from either sex. So I read an article about the, I, I read a book, I read the game and I read the rules. I read both of those too. Yeah, exactly. Big fan. And you know, so, so like a lot of the things of the game are like, you know, welcome to a girl, ask her to settle a bet, welcome to a girl, ask her for directions, all this shit, all this shit. Thing is, this book was written in the year 2000. Way before we had the fucking apps. When people ask, a lot of people get in touch with me and they ask me for advice on dating. I think it's because they see you <laughs> and they're like, a stereos, like, a stereos nerd like me, how did he get a cool girlfriend? And I just tell them, the only advice I ever tell them is like, just get on the apps. Don't try to come with pickup lines or or try to do this thing where like, like you're hitting on girls on the street or whatever, like, just get the apps. I tell them, take 700 photos of yourself. Take so many photos of yourself that you think it's a joke because only three of them will be good. And I tell them, ask your friends and specifically your female friends, which photos are good and you should put on your thing. The other, dude, this, the other day, this dude sent me a photo of like him out in the beach and he's an okay looking guy. He looked good. But his st- he had all this like stubble that made him look like a fucking serial killer. 
And I was like, this picture's almost purple. Like, you gotta shave or grow out your beard, buddy. Well, yeah. What do you think of this? That's like um, two separate things. First of all, with the pictures, you know that OkCupid okay study that's like women rate something like 80% of men below a five. Yeah. I'm like, <laughs> I think that is because men cannot photograph themselves if their lives depend. I don't think that's so much women saying all men are ugly as it is. Like, he has seen a guy's dating. Like, they take pictures down here. They look like they have seven chins. Yeah. And they think that, I just think, I think a large percentage of that discrepancy is coming from the fact that men do not know how to photograph themselves at all, which I understand. Second of all, I don't really agree. I think it's really, really hard for guys on apps because it's there's so much goddamn gatekeeping based around looks, especially if you're not super photogenic. Like, you get to pick and choose. Like, you have to even be attractive just to talk to someone. Whereas if you're at a bar or a party or somebody, you might talk to somebody who you're not initially attracted to and find out they're super funny or smart. And that opens the door to that. But, like, on Tinder, it's, it's really hard because women, too, are... For guys, it's a numbers game. You just have to swipe on as many people as possible. And women were just drowning in cocks. It's like a firing squad of dicks constantly. So you can't, you cannot possibly. I remember when I was on Tinder, if I responded to everyone that I matched with, that would be my entire life. And not even just everyone that swiped right on me. The people that I mutually swiped right on, I would have to devote five hours a day to tindering and that's not me being like oh look at how attractive i am and how many people i'm saying guys will swipe on anything and for women it's overwhelming like you can't turn the app on you can't you cannot turn the notifications on or else you you will never get anything else done and for guys even if you match with somebody it feels like a rejection because on their end all you're getting is radio silence like you don't know that for you match with a woman and then she's got 400 other matches she needs to sort through if you match and then you send a hey and you don't get a response that also feels like a rejection on top of all the rejection from the women that you're swipe left on you you don't even get a chance to message in the first place it's like two layers of rejection and it fucking sucks i imagine it sucks like given the choice between having to deal with mountains of cock or nothing I would take the mountains of cock. <laughs> yeah. No, okay. I definitely hear you. And I like, I don't disagree with anything you just said. Um, I will just say from my own personal experience, I had, I had luck on these apps. Like I didn't have amazing photos. Um, I still don't have like amazing photos of myself. And I'm not, like, the best-looking guy in the world, and I definitely, like, you know, I'm trying to lose weight actively right now. You know? I even kind of look like a guy who would be a terrorist in the TV show 24. (laughs) It's why I have to wear these goddamn glasses. You are so cute. (laughs) Thank you so much. I have to wear these glasses because nobody's intimidated by Clark Kent or Leonard Hofstetter. Um, 
That's right. Leonard Hofstadter from the Big Bang Theory. Okay, next week we're definitely doing our new segment, The Big Bang Theory. Can't because wait. Because Sriracha and I are watching so much The Big Bang Theory, and we have so many goddamn opinions on The Big Bang Theory, and we can't wait to tell you. Also, we're definitely going to do a bonus episode soon where she just tells me the entire Christine Weston Chandler story, because I, 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 apparently I need to know about this, and the story will take so long well, that it has to be like a two-hour thing. Welcome to Quickville. We'll fight you to swallow some sperm. Chris is straight, we guarantee <laughs> There are no girls allowed unless they're boyfriend free. <laughs> I really wish I knew what she was talking about. But moving on, it's like I liked Bumble a lot because on Bumble, women have to make the first move. And a lot of the women that use it are so fucking stupid they don't realize that they have to make the first move. That's great. I think that's hysterical. I love that. Um, OK Cupid, I think, is a space for. People to actually try and get to know each other. Like I know in OK Cupid, people write like long letters back and forth, and they kind of establish a pen pal relationship. Or at least that's what I would do on OK Cupid. Um, I think Tinder is tough because Tinder is like a space for like tens to fuck other tens. But right now, I feel like there's a kind of dude out there who is just like, well. I try to talk to girls on the street, and I try to talk to girls at the bar, and I try to talk to girls at parties, and they don't like me. I guess I'll just never find a girl, like, like the, the, app, the apps are better than the alternative, which is nothing. And also, the nice thing about the apps is that you could be on the toilet judging people. Like, I'm swiping left and right and swiping, swiping left and right while I'm taking a dump. Like, um, it turns dating. I remember this one week where I had... A Tinder date every night that week. Like, it it's hard work. You know, you have to, like, make a profile that doesn't make you look like a serial killer. And, like, you have to find photos that don't make you look like a serial killer. And you have to learn how to speak to somebody in a way that is not designed to end up on Reddit. Like, with a funny Reddit Tinder. Mm, look at this funny romance. Mm, uh, but I... I, I be, I'm not saying that these services don't have massive flaws, but so does not getting laid. I mean, I, I agree with you. I'm just saying the guy that's not getting laid, I'm pretty sure you're, he's not going to listen to this and be like, ah, dating apps. Why did I never think of that? That's it. Well, once again, it's time for one of my unironic, non-sarcastic acquiescences lib owned by facts and logic and reason <laughs> i'm so tired of getting you know how many times a day i get dabbed on by sriracha she's always fucking dapping on me god damn it you don't meet a girl like me on tinder i'll tell you that mm. meet him on snapchat <laughs> okay well hey this this is this might be a good place to wrap up yeah. um a segment that we've talked about is Sriracha fixes your dating profile live. Yeah, that's a great idea. Yeah. So how about this? For next week, tweet at us on Twitter and get in touch with us. Uh, my DMs are open on Twitter. You can text me at 347-705-7617. Uh, you can email me at stereos.coconuts at gmail.com. Send me, send me your dating profile and we will have Sriracha fix it. Live on air. I will. Yeah. She's very good at it. I was. Uh, when I was in college, I used to get paid to do that. All right. We got a plan. 
Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of the Loudest Podcast. I'm your host, Stereos Kokonos. This episode is brought to you by our own bonus episode <laughs> of Pork Chatter, which you can hear for just two bucks at uh, patreon.com slash Stereos. Uh, our intro music is by Waterboy, spelled W-A-U-T-E-R-B-O-I. You can find his music on Bandcamp at waterboy.bandcamp.com. Our outro is from Tom on the Roast Mortem podcast. That's at Roast Mortem Cast. I was actually just on an episode of the Roast Mortem Cast the other week. I had so much fun. I had a really good time on that show. It's a show where they go over the life histories of interesting and weird dead people. Wow. Um... And this episode, just like every episode of this, and Boomer vs. Zoomer, was edited by Zwick, who, thanks to my temp job, I can now afford to pay a little bit. Hey! Yeah, he, Zwick's been editing for free since we started uh, this show, and on, on, he's been editing a lot of Boomer vs. Zoomer, Boomer Zoomer for free, and thank God I've got a gig now so I can help this guy out. Um, thank you so much for listening. We'll talk to you next week. Bye! Bye!